It's always a pleasure to welcome on Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Barry, a couple of uh, tough, tough losses for the Big 12 in the non-conference, Sunbelt programs and whatnot. How much do you think this conference regrets having a non-conference slate? Oh, I you know, I don't think the, uh, the conference regrets it. Uh, Iowa State and Kansas State might regret it. But, I mean, I think Oklahoma and Texas are glad they got games in. I think um, most teams would prefer to have a have a game under their belt. You know, the Cyclones go to uh, – they go to TCU this Saturday if they can get the game off. And I think Iowa State, despite having lost to Louisiana Lafayette, is – pretty pleased that they have a game under their belt, which is not what TCU can say. So, you know, it's unfortunate results. It does put a, a bad reputation on the, on, the, on the conference early, but I think they're glad uh, they got some games in. So, Barry, as you uh, look ahead then to the Big 12, do you have any reason to believe that this is anyone but Oklahoma's conference at this point in time? We saw Oklahoma State not look great over the weekend against Tulsa. Is this OU's conference still proven otherwise? And then if it's not, who would you make the case for? Yeah, no, I think it is probably OU's. It's OU's to lose. But, you know, the what we've seen so far out of the uh, out of this COVID makes makes you think that uh, strange things could happen. You know, we, we saw Oklahoma play with a limited offensive line. Uh, two weeks ago against Missouri State. I think you're going to see a lot of that. Kansas State coach Chris Kleiman talked today about, you know, sort of makeshift practices where they just have to plug guys in at positions they're not comfortable with just to just to practice. So um, weird things can happen. Weird things already have happened in college football. So, um, you know, to me, that makes it a little bit wide open. If, if you're just looking at at normalcy, Oklahoma State and Texas clearly would be the two teams that could challenge the Sooners the most. Um, and, you know, in, in, with the Big 12 title game situation, uh, a one-game shot for anybody is possible. So when you add it all up, I don't think it's, it's a dead, dead sense that the Oklahoma repeats, but they're certainly the favorite. So, Barry, let's look at the Oklahoma State Cowboys then. I mean, they have that uh, 16-7 winner of Tulsa last weekend. Spencer Sanders, I mean, we saw him take a couple of big hits uh, in that first drive before he goes down. Ethan Bullock doesn't get it done. Shane Illingworth, the true freshman four-star stud, comes in. Uh, what do you think Mike Gundy is thinking about with this quarterback room right now? Well, I think he's I think he's laying hands on Spencer Sanders, you know, praying for his, his health. Um, but I do think they found a a, uh, a potential quarterback of the future in Shane Ellingworth. He came in and did a nice job. Cowboys hadn't moved the ball, and I think in, uh, I think they had was it 32 yards in seven drives under Ethan Bullock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had one nice pass play to to uh, Tylen Wallace, but nothing else much going on. And then Ellingworth comes down and and uh, leads them to two straight long drives that were very fruitful and turned the game around in the fourth quarter. So. I think uh, Ellingworth, he's raw. He hasn't got to work much. He missed a bunch of time through contact tracing. So he's, you know, he's on the fast track in terms of trying to get up to speed. But 
he did so so show some poise. He showed a good arm. He showed some pocket presence. So uh, I think there's there's a lot to like about the future of this guy. And uh, you know, but clearly Mike Gundy hopes Spencer Sanders is ready for West Virginia on Saturday. Are you surprised, Barry, that Spencer Sanders came out in year two after you know having an up and down 2019 season? and allowed himself to, to work between the tackles as much as he did and take a couple of big hits and not sliding? Or is that just who he is? It's going to be tough to get, get that out of him. I think it's the latter. I think it is going to be tough for him to, you know, the, the, the legs on some of these quarterbacks is such a big part of their game. Um, Sanders is a good thrower, but he's not some kind of, you know, fabulous armed, you know, 30-yard uh, down and out pattern type guy. He's going to have to win games with his legs, and so I don't think he's he's built mentally to restrict that. So I think he's going to keep. Now they'll they'll run some schemes to try to minimize the hits he takes, but I think you'll see Spencer Sanders when he returns. I think you'll see him running the ball. Hey guys, so you know what this weekend is, right? I mean, we've been talking about it all show, but yes, it's the start of conference play. Five Big Twelve games on the slate. Didn't think we'd get here. And our friends at MyBookie have a special promotion just for my listeners. Go to MyBookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. BIG12 for a 100% first-time deposit bonus when you sign up at MyBookie.com. They're an important partner for us at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And they've just got a great deal running right now. I put out my picks every Friday. And by the way, my picks, 5-0 and against the spread so far in the Big 12. So let's go. Let's get on it. And not only is it just college football, they've also got a super contest, which is picking five NFL games against the spread each week to have a chance at $100,000 guaranteed in cash prizes. So make your picks, win big, collect that cash, use our promo code BIG12, BIG12, and double your first deposit now. It's a no-brainer. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Barry Trammell's joining us of the Oklahoma, and I'm Pete Mundo. So, Barry, as you look around the rest of this conference, and, and you mentioned the disappointing losses, Kansas State, Iowa State, you know, KU looked awful in that week one game. Is it possible that the depth in this conference isn't maybe what a lot of us thought it was in the offseason? Or did you always think that this conference maybe was not as well-rounded as some people did? Well, I mean, I... I think the Big 12 has overinflated itself. Big 12 has just not produced in the last few years in non-conference games against fellow Power Five. Um, so it's been fairly mediocre, and I think uh, I think uh, that's that's what we have to go by when we're gauging conferences. So Big 12 has been subpar. Um, I do think uh, that we should expect Kansas state to beat Arkansas state and Iowa state to beat Louisiana Lafayette. And, uh, you know, those are, they're not unforgivable losses, but they're demoralizing losses from a conference prestige standpoint. The good news is it's going to be a crazy year in a lot of ways. People won't get too worked up about such things uh, here in a month or two when, when other kooky things have happened. Um, but it clearly, clearly the Big 12 is not as good as it hoped for. It is not making the strides that that uh, the conference fathers and, and maybe the football coaches want to, us to believe that it has. It's still a top-heavy conference. What would be good probably for the conference is if Oklahoma State and Texas could dominate the rest of the field 
just to give the uh, appearance of of some uh, quality at the top. If if the whole league goes sort of mediocre without uh, other than the Sooners, that's that's probably the worst scenario for the Big 12 football's reputation. Mm-hmm. Now, on that note, then, Barry, I mean, uh, with Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys and Tom Herman and the Texas Longhorns, based on what you've seen, based on what's to come, uh, who do you have more confidence in at this point? Well, if Spencer Sanders is healthy, I'm pretty bullish on OSU. I think their defense is legit. They've got 10 returning starters. They were pretty good last year. I think they're about the fourth best defense in the Big 12, and they got a chance to be much better. Uh, their secondary is excellent. They got a lot of good linebackers, and they have defensive line depth, so they got the whole thing. It's possible that they could have a really good defense, and that puts everything in a new light because then all of a sudden your offense doesn't have to score 48 points a game just to have a winning record. Mm-hmm. So I like I like the foundation of this OSU team. Spencer Sanders' injury certainly mar- uh, puts a cloud over over the uh, the prospects. But if if Sanders is healthy, I think this OSU team could be really good. Barry, have we overbought Matt Campbell's stock, or are you still buying into this guy and and how much further he can take Iowa State as a program? I am still buying. I'm a big fan of Matt Campbell. I think uh, I think the fact that we're even raising the question legitimizes uh, Matt Campbell because uh, we're talking about the Cyclones failing to meet expectations and until Matt Campbell what kind of expectations did Iowa State have um, the truth is now this is the one thing I don't know but what the reason but Cyclones have been slow starters under Matt Campbell you know they lost to Northern Iowa uh, in I think it was 16 his first game in Ames they, they needed overtime last year to beat Northern Iowa. In 18, they, uh, they had the opener suspended by weather. So they really opened with Iowa and lost with a, not a very inspiring performance. So they've been slow starters in the past and still have rebounded to become, you know, an upper division Iowa State, uh, an upper division Big 12 team mm-hmm. uh, the last two or three years. So um, I'm, not, I'm not ready to... Uh, to uh, end all optimism about Iowa State football 2020. I'm still I'm still big on Matt Campbell. Barry, I know uh, it was Missouri State in week one, but Spencer Rattler could not have looked better. Uh, how have your expectations changed uh, for Spencer Rattler today versus, say, you know, a month ago? Well, I know he's I know he can throw. Um, I've been told he could throw before this. Now I know he can throw. But really, you can't put much on, on Missouri State. That was an overmatched team. Uh, Missouri State is not a good uh, one double A squad, much less a, you know, uh, a, a worthy Big 12 foe. So um, I'm going to need to wait until he does it against Kansas State and Iowa State and Texas, the next, mm-hmm. the next three opponents. But clearly he's accurate. Clearly he's got a strong arm. Clearly he's fast. I mean, he's got the total package, apparently. So we'll just see how he does when the lights are on against good teams. We've seen him with the lights on against an overmatched team. So the next step is how will he do against a good team? Barry, I got to ask you about Les Miles, uh, and that is just the the rebuild that he has there at KU. We know it has not gotten off to a good start. 
down 28 nothing at one point to Coastal Carolina two weeks ago. I mean, this team could be starting 0-10 right in the face. I know he's trying to rebuild with high school guys and not go the JUCO route, but I, do you think Les Miles at his age, at his point in his career, is, is really going to be up for this rebuild? I don't know. I don't know that anybody is. Um, Kansas football has really, you know, messed itself up over the last decade. I think Les was a good was a good uh, choice in terms of a good chance to take. Might as well take a flyer on him. He's an excellent coach. He is a program builder. We know that. Can it be built at Kansas? I don't know that. This is a school that uh, decided long ago to uh, to invest heavily in basketball, both from a resources and from a just a passion standpoint. And in the last twelve years when literally every other Big 12 squad has, has uh, gone completely, uh, completely sold on, on uh, football facilities, uh, football commitment. Kansas was slow to that game. They're coming uh, in from way behind, probably won't ever catch up. It's going to be a difficult, difficult job to lift Kansas out of the basement of the Big 12. Barry Trammell of the Oklahoma. And Barry, we are looking forward to our first full conference slate of games this weekend. Always appreciate your insight, my friend. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Pete. See you later. He's Barry Trammell. Love his work with the Oklahoma. And I'm Pete Mundo. Picks and previews for week three coming up next on HeartlandCollegeSports.com.